1: Hey, what's up? Hello.
0: The category is... Live. Work. Pose. Hello, welcome back to What to Watch. I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I'm
1: Vox's film critic. And I'm Emily Vandorf. I'm the critic at large...
0: And this week, we are going to take you back to the 1980s, to the world of New York City drag balls in the FX show, Pose. The Queen! The Queen! The Queen is giving a ball! The Queen! So Emily, I am familiar with this world of drag balls from the 80s because I've seen the film Paris is Burning, which came out in the early 90s, but I haven't even seen a single episode of Pose. So tell me a little bit about the show.
1: Pose is, as you have correctly ascertained, set in the world documented by Paris is Burning, which is this late 80s, early 90s, New York queer subculture with lots of gay men, lots of trans women. And they were all sort of celebrating their community through these drag balls, which would have elaborate themes and costumes and presentations. Paris is Burning was a documentary about that world, which was one of the first real documents of queer culture that sort of broke through to mainstream American pop culture. Some of them say that we're sick, we're crazy, and some of them think that we are the most gorgeous, special things on earth. They call them
0: competitions, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but believe me, they're wars.
1: To the floor. Pose is not quite a fictionalization of that documentary, but there are episodes when you're like, is this a fictionalization of Paris is Burning? What I love about Pose, though, is that it chronicles that world and it follows those characters and it really is kind of this shadow history of the United States in the AIDS era. It reminds me a lot of shows like Halt and Catch Fire or The Americans or even Mad Men as like showing the world that you think you know through this different lens.
0: I think this is a world that a lot of people haven't really peeked into before. What's the kind of lens that we get on that world through the show?
1: Pose was created by three cis men, Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Stephen Canals. Murphy, of course, is the best known of these three creators, and he is well known for documenting many different aspects of the world of gay men and their relationships. And you've seen him, his work in shows like American Horror Story and Glee and The Politician. (laughs) You. Whatever you have to say about Ryan Murphy, and I have said a lot of things about Ryan Murphy, it is really remarkable that he gets projects like this to the air. But uh, what I think is notable about this show is that they have a number of trans women, especially trans women of color, in their writer's room. One of the most vital creative figures on the show is Janet Mock, who is a black trans woman who uh, wrote and directed several of the best episodes of the show, And then also, like, in front of the camera, you have some magnificent performers. Billy Porter, who won a Tony Award for his role in Kinky Boots on Broadway, plays the MC of the Drag Balls, whose name is Pray Tell. And the storyline about him dealing with AIDS that has played out across the three seasons of the show so far has just been very poignant and wonderful.
0: I've buried more friends in the last year than any
1: of you can count.
0: And when it's all over who knows how many of us will be left
1: so this show also features several amazing trans woman characters which is kind of unique among all shows on television what's your name Damon a pleasure I'm Blanca MJ Rodriguez plays Blanca and Blanca is a woman who is uh, essentially a mother to a whole bunch of queer kids. And she starts a house where they can live and also compete in these drag balls. So what exactly is a ball? Balls are a gathering of people who are not welcome to gather anywhere else. A celebration of a life that the rest of the world does not deem worthy of celebration. And one of the main characters who who lives with her is Angel, played by India Moore. They're a wonderful young performer. You're going to school. Dance school. All of my children are required to pursue an education. My house has rules and I expect you both to follow them. I'm sorry. Oh. Rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It is very very much at its heart a family drama. It is a show about a family trying to get through trying times together. And I don't think I've ever seen a show like that about a queer found family. And for that reason alone, Pose is very special.
0: What kind of a mood or headspace should I be in if I'm thinking about starting Pose?
1: I think the mood to be in is to... Want to watch a show that is fundamentally warm and optimistic at its core, but also is not afraid to look at the terrible things that can happen to queer people in our culture, particularly in the time period that's being depicted. One of the things I like about this show is that it does not flinch from looking at, in particular, the levels of violence that are directed at trans women and that are especially directed at trans women of color and that are especially directed at trans women who are sex workers. And this show does not flinch from looking at that, but it also doesn't turn it into something exploitative. I mean, not everything about this show works, but when it goes big, it so often pulls it off. And I love shows that sometimes go so big that they completely fall apart. And that's Pose in a nutshell. That's kind of Ryan Murphy's oeuvre in a nutshell. (laughs) But yeah, I think this is just a wonderful program at its best. And even at its worst, it's very entertaining.
0: So I know that the third season is coming out. Is it worth going back to the beginning and rewatching from the start? And if so, how would I do that?
1: Yeah, it's absolutely worth going back. The first two seasons are on Netflix. There's 18 episodes in those two seasons, uh, which range from about 45 minutes to about 75 minutes. I think you'll be surprised at how quickly they go by. In particular, the first season takes a little bit to sort of find its footing, but by its fourth, fifth, sixth episodes, it's just doing tremendous stuff. There's a moment in its sixth episode when Billy Porter sings and he won an Emmy. And I'm pretty sure it was for singing in that episode. It was really phenomenal. And then season two, there's this episode where many of the uh, trans woman characters go to the beach together. And it's like one of my favorite episodes of TV of, of whatever year that was. The third season, which will be seven episodes long, is currently airing on FX on Sunday nights. It is also the final season of the show. It takes us up into the mid-90s and not the end of the AIDS crisis, but sort of the start of effective treatment regimens for AIDS. You can look for those episodes the next day, so that's Monday. You can look for the episodes every Monday on Hulu.
0: would like us to give you a recommendation or you're curious about something to watch, um, please send an email to our producer, Taylor Macon. That's Taylor, like Taylor Swift, dot Macon, may like the month, can like the soup at voxmedia.com. And we will get to your questions and requests. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.
1: Do you ever think about how Taylor Macon would be like a great name for me to have at a drag ball?
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Taylor made for you. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.